You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm Tyler the Crime Weaver. And I have been saved from existential dread for another week by one of our wonderful listeners uh, using using the brand new <laughs> What Am Gordy hashtag. My title has been decided for me so that I don't have to. So thank you to at Karima Plays for sending in my new title this week, which is The Bureaumancer. That's what I am. The Bureaucromancer. Yeah. Bureaucromancer? Bureaucromancer. Your computer's far away. <laughs> Tyler... Tyler wasn't even facing my computer. I just read it earlier. Beer. Whoa, that's not how you spell that. Bureaucromance. So what? What is that? Do you think is it worth is it worth spending a minute on what this is? What is Mancy? We've we've already um. talked about Mancying. We know that <laughs> you are we? seasoned mancer. <laughs> okay, I do need to see that. But I think you need to search your soul now that this title has been bestowed upon you. I want you to feel it in your bones. Is Mancy learned or innate? Mancy feels learned to me. Okay. Maybe it is, it is passed down. Maybe the colonel is innate, but but a true mancer yeah. of some kind has has done some studying. Has picked it up along the way. Yeah. Um I mean it is certainly the ability to conjure paperwork, the right, right paperwork yeah. where and when you want it. Which is useful. My, my impression was that you, you've become so learned in the way of law and order mm-hmm. that you you produce it with ease at this I, point. I set things right. Yeah. When I, when I come across disorder. By sheer force of will. Just will and, and again, just kind of like having the right forms mm-hmm. when I want them. <laughs> Maybe knowing what like district office to call. Yeah. But it does get solved. You now, have a utility belt of rubber stamps. Now, how can you use this mancy, this, this mancying in our podcast? Um, is it within my jurisdiction? We 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 can because only that, find out because that's another thing. If it, if it is, I don't know. We could reorganize some things, yeah. right? Redistrict. We could we could skip all this and just do the story. <laughs> I'm gonna print this one out. This is for you, listeners. The return of the label maker. Because our table's been looking kind of bare. I'm going to... Yeah, they're also really (laughs) dirty and starting to peel up. But I'm going to print this one out and the subsequent ones so that I know what I am. Again, if we don't get listener-suggested ones, I'm pretty good at concocting things. That's true. You are a nightmare in that way. (laughs) So I'd like for that to not happen. So if you could keep on <laughs> sending titles, I I maybe this does need saying. I don't think so. Not with our listeners, but like nothing too gross. No bummers. Like keep it keep it cool. Just be cool about it, but do send in a title. <laughs> I don't I don't think any of you are going to be like super guilty of of anything really gross, but they're saying once. Just I don't remember, think we have any dinks. 
every what am Gordy suggestion you give is one more moment of power taken away from Tyler. We have we've thus far only had uh, pleasant interactions with listeners. That's true. We have enjoyed you greatly. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make me take this away. But you guys have had like a taste of what Tyler's capable of. You don't live with it day in and day out like Gordy and I do. Please take take these little pieces of power away from him. Do you want to hear tonight's or should I save it? Tonight's what? Your, what it was going to be. Your backup plan? Yeah, yeah let's hear it. Uh, tonight you would have been the Twisted Witch King of Balkul. So there you go. That's what we could have been in for. And that's not something that I signed up for. So Yeah, Gordy's... Gordy's not twisted at all. He's straight as an arrow. Except now with a lot of red tape. Gordy would have been whatever I said. It's true. That's the danger. There but the grace of God go I. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the proactiveness of at Karima Place. <laughs> Alright, Bureaucromancer. What do we do on this show? Carmen is gonna read to Tyler and I uh, a fairy tale. Um we we try to make our selections from the, the lesser known catalog is that fair yeah yeah of fairy tales to bring something new to light something that we have never heard before and hopefully something that you've never heard before and then we're gonna take it out of its historical context and talk about it like it's a movie we're gonna yank it into the future where it didn't belong (laughs) and where it stands shivering stark naked in the middle of the (laughs) the room as we stare at it and judge it so what do we got all right, so we got uh, two things left over from last week's suggestions. Uh, we have from the Grim, three little men in the in the wood, and from Vietnam, the Moon Fairy. Moon time. We d- we just did a fairy one. Yeah, and I like Grim. Mm-hmm. We also just watched the moon own the sun. <laughs> we did watch the moon own the sun, so I feel like I'm kind of mooned out. Okay, for the week. I can get behind that. Behind three little men take a walk in the big woods. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Sure. Woods bros. Woods bros? Yeah. Three tiny men get lost in the woods. With each other. With each with each other. It's a journey of self-discovery <laughs> between three brothers. Three brothers stuck in the woods. And the Grimm brothers wrote, stand by me. <laughs> These three little dudes are going to find a dead body. <laughs> And then they're going to do Weekend at Bernie's with it when they get home. <laughs> okay, this is Arne Thompson, Type 403B, The Black and the White Bride, with an episode of Type 480, The Kind and Unkind Girls. An episode, you say? Yes. I shiver at whatever that means. My version of the story is uh, sourced from the Harvard Classics collection of Graham Aesop and Anderson, which we have discovered, I think, has some truncated versions of these tales mm-hmm. in some cases, so... Perhaps. If you have extra details, feel free to tweet them at us. That's always fun to, to learn extra context for, <laughs> for these insane things. You, you folks ready? Just about, because I have a present for you guys. Oh, no. Specifically you, Carmen. Oh, no. Because I feel like you, you don't get a taste of the voting process. Okay. That Gordy and I get to engage in, and it's a lot of fun, so I wanted to give you the opportunity. All right. You have provided me the punpedia.org link. And I regret it like for every instant after I sent you that link. This website features categories. Uh-huh. I want to give you guys some categories to choose from. 
You can choose one, and then I will try to work in as many puns in that category as I can in this episode. Are you drawing puns from Punpedia? Yeah. Or these homespun? No, these will be drawn directly from the website. Okay. So you're just going to fit them in where you can? Yeah. I'm going to pick some broad categories for you. And is Punpedia open source? I believe so. It says the online encyclopedia of puns. Okay. Free to use. We don't have to pay royalties for any of these. <laughs> that is that is a line I am not willing to cross. Do you guys want animal puns, dinosaur puns, pizza puns, or beach puns? All right. So we got three little men in, in the, the woods. wood. What would they want? They want pizza. They do want pizza. We're going with pizza puns. Is that a unanimous vote? That was my instinct. So I get to vote twice. You do? Yeah, you're in a special seat. Which is fun. I figured you, being a bureaucromancer, would enjoy extra bureaucracy. Would would enjoy being in a judicious position. You order your pizza with extra bureaucracy. I, I try to. I, I order it in the shape of a, um, like, indented with... With, like, the public notary stamp. <laughs> he, he asked where it was, uh, bureaucracy. <laughs> okay, so you have to draw a line right here, because you're, ble- you're bleeding into each other's territories, and that can't happen. <laughs> there's, there's a clear demarcation. There's one, one source of puns in this episode. If, if another one emerges, I will blow up the whole thing. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna... I'm not just a bureaucromancer, I... Have the mixing board. I'm going to get w- one more piece of self-promoting business out of the way before we get started. Go for it. Um, this weekend, like the Thursday through Monday after this episode airs, is Dragon Con weekend. I don't believe either of you are planning to attend. Am I correct in that? Nope. I will not be in the country. All right. Well, cool. That's fun. Um, I will be, and I will be in the art show there, so... If you want to come check out some art, a lot of it folklore inspired, that'll be there. And if you see my weird face wandering around, please feel free to stop by and say hi. You said it starts Thursday? Um, I have to be there Thursday. I think technically Dragon Con starts Thursday. Art shows open Friday. So the first through the third? Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, go check it out. See if you can find me in the sea of like 50,000 to 70,000 people there. It's like a scavenger hunt or a Where's Waldo game. I hear Dragon Con is a lot of fun all around. All right. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's not a joke. Let's I, get I down to business. The Three Little Men in the Wood. Once there was a man whose wife died. And then there was also a woman whose husband died. The man had a daughter. The woman also had a daughter. The girls were friends and liked to hang out with each other. Here's the story. This is real complicated already. (laughs) One day, the girls came into the woman's house, and the woman asked the man's daughter to tell the man that she wishes to marry him. Okay. This is another situation that would be cleared up with the the judicious use of names. Yeah. Uh, The woman promises that if, if she does marry him, she will... Okay, so she the woman promises the girl whose father she wants to marry. Yeah, who's talking to who? Is this important? She's, it's like one woman, two girls, and none of them have names. Okay. Are they going to be... This is a story about three <laughs> men who got lost in a, in the woods, 
So are these people important? Maybe. Do I have to remember who they are? We'll find yeah, out. So far we have soap I am, opera drama. I am glossing over all of this. I'm just I'm just hoping that some people emerge who I can follow. I don't trust any of these people. Okay, so woman promises. <sighs> There's one. The daughter of the the son. <laughs> okay, so woman who wants to marry the father tells the father's daughter that if she does go, if if she does get to marry him. She will wash her, the father's daughter, wash every her? morning what? in milk. Did you s- why? And I give mean, her wine to drink. Why? Give the daughter? The daughter will be bathed in milk and drink wine every these, morning. These are the terms to marriage? These are the if promises. She, these are if, the wait, perks. Yes. If she does? <laughs> if she does get like, to marry. I will do these favors for your daughter. No, she's telling the you. daughter. Like, you go tell your dad oh, I want to marry him. And this and is this what I. This is out, what you get out of the deal. You get you get milk baths and wine. It it <laughs> strikes me that a milk bath would end up being sticky. Probably yes, a lot of protein in that. And and maybe that's is that good for your skin? Would you prefer an oatmeal bath? Theoretically, milk baths are well folklorically they're supposed to be good for your skin. Milk baths? Yeah. I don't take baths in anything I unless think, unless there is some kind of cleaning chemical in it. But I also think we need folklorically, to get... they would attract snakes. That's true. <laughs> right. So that that's the danger. Yeah, I think I think you shouldn't take baths at all. No. I... It does it does not make sense to lie in your own stink water. <laughs> to me, like if you if you want to get like some chlorine pellets yeah. and throw them in there, then you're fine. I will give you one exception to that rule. Epsom salt baths when your back and neck well, are just destroying you. Maybe. Those work wonders. Maybe. We'll put a pin in that. Because I don't know what's in Epsom salt. That's unless not, it's just salt. That's not a bath for cleaning yourself. It is a bath for, oh my god, I can't feel my So you're, so you're talking body. about showering thoroughly first and sure. then running an Epsom salt bath. Sure. So that you go into it clean, yes. so that again you're not in your own stink water. <laughs> yes, because it is a real issue. If you come out of that, sure, like you got to cycle water in the middle. Yeah, or or you're not doing yourself any favors. So I didn't, I didn't think there was anything to that, but I did take one this past weekend because I've been hunched over canvases for yeah. like two solid months. Helped out. Oh, it was like feeling the pain leach out of my neck. And into the stank water. Maybe I'll try it one day. <laughs> okay, so... In a swimming pool that has been recently inspected. Mm-hmm. So, father's daughter gets milk baths and wine, and wine. sippy cups. Is she allowed to and drink wine? Can I finish <laughs> the terms of this marriage? This is my job. It's hard enough keeping these people straight without the constant interruptions in the middle of the sentence. Her own daughter, yeah. meanwhile... Will wash herself in water and also drink water. So she's saying, like, screw my daughter. You're going to get the better deal. Yes. She's that thirsty for this dude. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while. Her husband died. It's not like there's tender Mm -hmm. at this point. She can't can't get her jollies anywhere. Uh, Can I offer this woman some, I'm sure at this point, posthumous advice? (laughs) <laughs> you think she's Centuries dead by now? <laughs> Maybe see if she's into that stuff before you say, and you're the only one who gets it. 
I I'm concerned that this this daughter is underage mm-hmm. and can't drink. Like this is a special deal only for you. Yeah, there was a time when alcohol was the only thing that was safe to drink, regardless of how old you were. Yeah, because it purifies itself. That's why they were using milk for baths. Because <laughs> right. it, it's no as soon we, as it comes out of the cow, it's no good. We need good good cow squirt for bathing. And only alcohol for drinking. I, I just can't get over how uncomfortable that sounds. Water water baths and water drink is just a formula for cholera. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. Is an oatmeal bath you making oatmeal in the tub? No. What is an oatmeal bath? It cures chicken pox. Yeah. What is an oatmeal bath? You pour a lot of pox. oatmeal into a bath. Dry yeah, you into pour... water. So you do make oatmeal in the tub. Kind of. I mean, it's more like a soup. I mean, very wet oatmeal, but, like, okay. Yeah. Did you not have chicken pox growing up? I did have chicken pox. Did you not get an oatmeal bath? I Gordy, don't remember. Gordy just decided to not have them anymore, <laughs> and they went away. Chicken pox? Yeah. I don't remember it being, like, a terrible thing. I, right. could, I could see him. Up, and you're like, I don't want this right now. Because I do remember chicken pox, and it was pretty terrible. I don't remember it being that bad. I remember it being kind of itchy, but... It was fine. It was like a full body torment. Anyway. I, I think know. that milk baths are the yeast of this girl's problems. <laughs> so the girl... Is that from the book? It's from the book. The girl goes home and tells her dad uh, what this woman wants. And he says, what should I do? Marriage is a joy and also a torment. Was he previously... he His wife died, right? Yeah. Uh, so he can't decide if he wants to marry this woman or not. So he pulls off his boot and he tells his daughter that the boot has a hole in the sole of it. So take it up to the loft, hang it on a nail, and then pour water in it. If it holds water, then yeah, I'll marry her. And if not, I'm not going to marry her. It's an intensely arbitrary thing. Well, she does this and it turns out the water draws the boot hole together and so it fills to the top. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I have walked through many puddles with holy boots, and they just fill with water and get squishy. I don't know. Maybe holy boots attract water. Maybe this is science. Anyway. This is not the science I am accustomed to, but maybe it is science. I once walked through a puddle. There was a hole in my shoe, too. It gave me a shiver from my head tomatoes. I guess that's pizza related. (laughs) It's pizza adjacent. (laughs) Like I said when explaining this one, I found it via a shark pun collection where about half of them were about waves. Okay. It's in the pizza family. So the girl tells her father that the boot held the water. He double checks and then he goes to woo the widow and they get married. It had to be a very short wooing since she was already promising milk baths. The day after the wedding, the girls wake up to find milk for the man's daughter to wash in and wine for her to drink, but water for the woman's daughter. I guess she gets to drink her own bath water. Blech. The second this morning, I'm talking about water was placed out for both of them. Was it the same bath water? Maybe. Wait, I'm, the the deal's already off. By morning two, a day later, they both get water. I mean, those technically were the terms. That still fits. She didn't. Did she did say? Did not specify she, how long. She said every morning. Did she? She did say every morning. That. Okay. Yeah. Well, breach. Breach of contract. Yeah. Day three, the woman's daughter gets the milk and the wine. And the man's daughter gets the water. Well, that's just a complete reversal. And so it continued from that day forth. This deal is supremely disappointing. 
Did she cross her fingers behind her back? Yeah, probably. Because that, like, that is a legally binding thing that does hold up in court. So in addition to reneging on this deal, the woman becomes very nasty to the stepdaughter and made sure to treat her worse every day. By the way, the stepdaughter is, of course, super pretty, and her own daughter is just so ugly. Maybe she needs those milk baths more than the stepdaughter does. By midwinter, everything was frozen and snow-covered, and the woman makes a paper frock, tells the stepdaughter to put the paper frock on, and go out to the woods to get some strawberries. The girl says, there are no strawberries growing in winter, and this paper is not going to be good against the cold. And stepmother don't care, gives her a little piece of hard bread, and says she doesn't want to see her face unless that face comes accompanied by strawberries. She expects the girl to die of cold and hunger and never to be seen again. The girl is obedient. And so she goes... I, th- I think if you want to murder somebody, you should do it honestly. <laughs> like, you should you should just, like, just do it to their face, right? Just say, like, I'm going to kill you or we're going to duel. Don't, don't do this thing. Uh, girl's obedient and she hunts for the strawberries to no avail. While she's out there in her paper frock, she comes across a small house out of which peeped three little dwarves. Them's the little men. We found them. She says good day to them and knocks on their door. In that order, I guess. And they invite her in. She sits by the stove and begins to eat her bread, but they ask for some, so she divvied it up between them. They ask she's, for she's sharing her dough? Her- that, that doesn't count as a pun. <laughs> That's what they said. They told me to do it. I don't think that holds up in court, the Tyler. The punpedia said do it. I did it. Okay, so they ask her what she's doing in the snow in a paper dress, and she tells the whole story while she finishes her bread. When she's done, they give her a broom and tell her to sweep the snow at the back door, so she heads out and does as requested. While she's sweeping, the men confer about the gifts to give her in exchange for her kindness. One says he'll gift her with beauty that grows every day, and the second gifts her with gold pieces that fall out of her mouth when she talks. Whoa. (laughs) Ask permission for that one first. (laughs) It sounds like the first one is something she all like she's already good looking. Yeah. But now she's going to get even I mean, hotter. I guess there's no like is there an upper limit to beauty? Or I don't know. It, or is it like an irrational number where it gets real close to that upper limit but it never quite hit, yeah, hits is it. Yeah, is it calculus? Um the third gives her the gift of a king coming to marry her at some point in the future. That's a bad gift to get. So the girl sweeps up the snow and finds real ripe strawberries out in the back while she's sweeping. She fills her basket, thanks the men, and goes home. When she gets there, she says good evening to her mother, and a gold piece falls out of her mouth. She tells the mom what happens in the woods, and soon she covered the whole room with gold pieces from her chatter. The stepsister calls her arrogant to throw gold everywhere, but she's jealous (laughs) and wants to go find strawberries, too. Wait, what was the third gift? Some king's going to come by and want to marry her. Oh could be the gold uh mother says no it's it's too cold for you to go out looking for little men in the woods but she persisted so the mom makes her a dress of fur and gives her bread and gives her bread and butter and some cake for her journey Mm -hmm. so she goes to the men but does not greet them she just goes into the house and sits by the fire to eat she refuses to share with them or to sweep anything and she gives up when they don't give her anything She leaves, and they confer about what gifts to give her for her wickedness. One gives her the gift of growing uglier every day. 
Sure. Another gives her the gift of toads falling out of her mouth. I was going to say either that or she will suck up money into her mouth <laughs> when she talks. <laughs> and the last gives her the gift of a miserable death. One of them should have given her a pizza their mind. Do you want a, uh, <laughs> do you want a, what's it called? Rim shot? Just give me like a fart. <laughs> After every one of those? Yeah. Just find like a juicy fart somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see how it sounds. All right, so bad girl can't find any strawberries and goes home. She tells her mom what happened, but a toad comes out of her mouth. Also, uncomfortable. Yeah. Is it one of the kind that you can get high by licking? Maybe. Maybe it's like a mix of them. It's different It's different toads. Yeah. That is something I had not considered. Because I should, thought it was definitely like they picked a species. You should read Ursula Vernon's um, story, Toad Words. Is it about <laughs> this? It's based on, on this and other stories of its type. Is it different toads? Yeah, yeah, she lists a bunch of toad species because she's awesome <laughs> and a nerd, but in a good way. It's worth reading. Everyone check out Toad Words. All right, anyway. The stepmother is, of course, enraged by this and thinks of every possible injury to do to the stepdaughter, who is growing more and more beautiful every day. Sure. I think there's been, like, one day, so I don't know how she's measuring that, but whatever. Like, is it noticeably... More attractive every day, or yeah. is it increments? Her hair is getting more ringlety and shiny each day, and like you like grows ringlets. Out. Yeah, I guess I don't know. What was the time? What I'm just trying to think of visible changes. Third eye. Eyes are the windows to the soul. See the future. Beak. She becomes more diamond. Her skin just gets harder and harder and shinier. <laughs> she cuts everything that she I'm touches. I'm saying she turns into garnet. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> True beauty. Gar- garnet is the epitome of beauty. Slowly she turns into garnet. Just three eyes and hard all over. And big fists. And, and nice curly hair. Okay, so the stepmother boils yarn in a cauldron and then gives it to the girl with an axe so that she can go to the frozen river, cut a hole in the river with the or cut a hole in the ice with the axe, and then rinse the yarn. The girl complies and when she was in the middle of of cutting the ice, a king drives up. Drives? Probably in a carriage, but we can say it's in, like... Bugatti. But, yeah, the first car that came to mind is a Subaru, and I don't think that's a king car. <laughs> Subaru is not, not a kingly vehicle. It's not royalty. Although, I would enjoy that. <laughs> a king and his Subaru? Sounds like a, um... Mm, again, like, very wistful story. The king asks who she is. She says, I'm a poor girl rinsing yarn, because she didn't get a name. She's not going to get one now. And toads pour out of her mouth when she says this? No, this is pretty daughter. Oh, okay. So gold, I guess, is pouring out of her mouth? Although it seems to have forgotten that little detail. Yeah. Just to be assumed. I want to know the the rate of fire here. (laughs) What? Like, is it, a, is it one gold piece per word? Is it one per sentence? Does it, is is it, it like teeth dropping out? Is it like just constant so she can't speak very well? <laughs> yeah, how, how debilitating are these gifts? <laughs> well, apparently this one comes and goes when the storyteller remembers it exists. Fair. So not. So the king feels compassion for her because she is very beautiful, which is like half the reason anyone feels compassion in stories for anyone. It's like, you're hot. I feel for you. <laughs> 
Um, and he asks her to go away with him, and she says, yes, with all my heart. It's way better than sitting on this ice, rinsing yarn for some reason. So she joins him in a Subaru. She could olive like a king. Excuse me? She could olive like a king. They get to his palace, and the wedding is celebrated. Then, after a year... You're saying they fucked. Yeah. But in front of people. Officially. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a thing. That was a thing. Sometimes you needed a witness just to make sure. Because it was easy to lie about it back then. Especially for kings. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I totally conceived the marriage. So you get a witness. Like, yeah, you did. Good job, king. Back in the day, they used to have proxy weddings. Proxy weddings? Sometimes. Like, if one if one person couldn't be there, like one royal member or whatever, mm-hmm. couldn't be there, somebody else would marry the person in their stead. Like, stand in as a proxy. Just because? Just... Cause? just out of convenience, I guess. Why like, did we stop? Because now we have planes and stuff. This was <laughs> in the days when, like, if you needed to, like, marry the the heir to the, you know, like a prince in Germany and you sure. lived in England, it's kind of a, like, it's a long trip. If this was a land deal and more you, than a wedding. Like, and you, and you like, want to move on this pretty quick, yeah. then somebody marries the person as your proxy. Sure. So there you go. And they served proxy roni pizza at the wedding. Is that in the book? Nah, that's one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after about a year, the queen had a son, and the stepmother heard of her fortune and came with her daughter to the palace to pretend that they wanted to visit the queen. (laughs) Okay. However, when the king had gone out and no one else was present, leaving these two women alone with the queen, um, the stepmother grabs the queen by the head and her daughter grabs her by the feet and they throw her out of the window into a stream. It seems like a harder way to do that. Then Was we- it a horizontal window? <laughs> Maybe. That Maybe seems, it's just like a really big window. That seems like square peg round hole type shit. Maybe it's just like a massive, I'm the king and I can afford to have a whole wall of glass window. Mm-hmm. Unless they dunked her. <laughs> Through like a little round window? Yeah. Like did they... <laughs> they balled her up? Did they alley-oop her? <laughs> Out that window. I'd like to see that. A so, queen getting alley-ooped. <laughs> There's a franchise in there somewhere. <laughs> sure. It's a franchise in anything. Can we can we kind of like piggyback off of the programming for the NBA All-Stars games? Yeah. And just replace the assets yeah, with a castle and a queen? I think that's pretty easy. You just go into the code and you replace ball with woman. <laughs> It is. It is literally dunk a queen. It is literally one. All you have to do is like at the top of the the script say ball equals queen. If ball, then woman. Like ball <laughs> equals queen and court equals castle. That's it. That's all it takes. Video the, games are done. Really royal dunks. All right. So the ugly daughter lies in the bed. So uh, apparently these people were left alone with the queen in her bedroom, and the mother covers her up over her head with the blankets. Mm-hmm. The king comes home and he wants to speak to his wife, but the old woman cries, hush, no, she's lying in a violent perspiration and you just have to let her rest. And the king's like, all right, strange woman, I believe you. Sure. And, and leaves and doesn't return until the next morning. He had g- king business anyway. 
So he talks with his wife and she answers him, but toads fall out instead of gold pieces. So apparently that was still happening. He just does not care about the gold pieces, which... Well, it was a perk. Yeah. Yeah, like they're going to be infinitely rich. Really, they're going to destabilize the economy. That's true. Eventually. That's why there are laws against vomiting gold pieces. Mm -hmm. Against just printing more money. Right, with your stomach acids. I wonder if by the end of this story, this girl will get oven with her stepsister. The king asks why the toads are coming out of her mouth. And she says it's a symptom of the sickness and she'd lose it again soon. Turns money to toads. Sorry, bro. It's one of those 24-hour toad flus. (laughs) I got got kooky flu. (laughs) Did she explain the face? Well, I think he just assumes because she's in a violent perspiration, she's hiding beneath blankets. Oh, he hasn't seen yet. Right, he's just yelling at her. During the night, the scullion saw a duck swimming up to the gutter of the castle. The duck calls out to the king and asks him if he's awake or asleep, but the king is dead asleep, so there's no answer. The duck asks about the guests, the stepmother and and all, and the scullion answers that they are sleeping. The duck asks about its baby, and the scullion says that she's sleeping in the cradle, I guess just accepting that the duck equals the queen. So the duck goes upstairs, now taking on the form of the queen, nursed the baby, fixed up its bed, and then returned downstairs in the form of a duck. Thanks, duck. (laughs) Just doing a solid. So two nights in a row, a duck (laughs) does this. And on the third night, it told the scullion to take the sword and swing it three times over her in the threshold. The scullion runs to tell the king... And I guess the king grabs the sword and swings it three times over the the spirit who is the duck. The duck spirit. Okay. And the third time, his wife is back alive and healthy. So apparently she was a dead duck ghost (laughs) who was nursing her baby. Okay, so she she possessed a duck. (laughs) Yes. If you can find a dead duck ghost to be a nurse, they're really good. They are expensive. Is this like the horse situation we had in one of our stories? Which horse? Where she, she was on her way up. She just grabbed the nearest, she, yeah, the nearest empty the body. <laughs> I mean, it stands to reason that that works kind of across the board. Yeah. Like a duck is the closest dead thing. That's the vessel you've got. <laughs> and apparently a human can fit inside a duck. Yeah. Whole human soul, one duck. Well, it has to... It, it did this a couple of days. Yeah. She had to borrow it like a couple times. She had to stretch it out. Yeah, like oh. she was she was like the gross alien in Men in Black, but in a duck. Yeah. Just bursting at the seams. Draw that. A, a woman bursting out of a duck. That's, that. that's why she had to take woman form to nurse the baby. Yeah. Okay, so the king... Who, until this point, I'm pretty sure didn't realize he'd lost his wife, is full of joy to have her back, and then hides her in a chamber until Sunday when the baby is scheduled for christening. After the baby is christened, he says, just kind of to the room, what does a person deserve who drags another out of bed and throws her into the water? And the old woman, the stepmother, says, Who said that? The king. He's just saying it to a room. I don't know what just happened in my brain, but I thought you said the baby said it. <laughs> <laughs> now the baby's christened. Yeah. And I thought you said, the like, baby... and then it turned around and said. 
The baby has been dragged out of bed and thrown into water. <laughs> Let's be clear what's just happened to this baby before mm-hmm. this king muses out loud. Sure. Uh, so the old woman slash stepmother says that the person doesn't deserve better than being put in a barrel stuck full of nails and rolled down a hill into mm-hmm. water also. The king says, you have pronounced your own sentence, orders a barrel and shoves the woman and the daughter in it and then roll them down the hill into the river. The end. These dummies. They never they never understand when kings ask them those questions. <laughs> they never understand. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I can't bake heads or tails of that story. Are you out yet? I was hoping for a slice of life story. Is it not? It didn't seem like one to me. Jeez, stop this. (laughs) Alright, so let's discuss. The three little men, huh? Yeah. They were it's, there. In if that I had wood. known that it, that they were going to be in it for like two percent of the story, I wouldn't have picked it. They are a cameo. It's a trick, is what it is. If it had been called um, Gold Mouth and Frog Mouth, I mean, I might have gone for that too. I mean, it was fine as a story. I was trying to think of like modern day stories that we could do this to, where we just name them. After something that is tangentially related to the plot, like who are in it for a little bit, yeah, and it's like it's like if Star Wars were called the Jawa Adventures, right? Well, right. My, my like, first... yeah, they're in there, but is that really the focus? My first thought was naming the first Harry Potter book Lily James and Her Cool Sons Adventures. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, you're, you're getting at it. <laughs> My first thought was naming any of the Marvel, Marvel movies Stan Lee's Lunch. <laughs> I mean, you could name the Harry Potter series after, like, any kid in Hufflepuff, <laughs> like, who's just trying to go to school. <laughs> Cedric Diggory competes real good. Cedric Diggory, introduced and killed in the same book for that purpose. Was introduced yeah, can, beforehand. I in, think. Instead was of it? instead of Harry Potter, can they all just be called Hufflepuff watches? What? Hufflepuff watches. Watches? Yeah. What do you mean? Like from they, the sideline. They line. observe. They just observe. Oh yeah. They're, they're not Hufflepuff crafted timepieces. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff watches the sword and the stone. <laughs> That's not a Harry Potter book. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> the sword and the stone? The philosopher's yeah. stone. Close. Or sorcerer's stone. Depending on which country you're in. Yeah. Either one. They're both fine. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the sword and the stone. Interesting. Um, sort of a time travel adventure. I'd flip through it. See at least. Up. I don't know if I'd read the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I'm interested. Um, but yeah, it's, I would call it bad marketing. Yeah. Because I think the fact that there are three little men, that is not a selling point, really. Like, it's not the best selling point that they have. It is vital. It's important. Like, it's a key moment, but there are bigger draws in the story. Ghost Duck. Ghost Duck is pretty good. Like, women who, who spit out toads and money. Also, like, pretty good. Milk Bath. Can we come up with a better title? A better title? Yeah. Um, like funky talk. 
jive talking. Well, not necessarily jive talking. Just like because there are silly things coming out of these people's faces. Yeah. Toad moon rising. <laughs> You're getting in on the jam now? Is that is that do anything? It's not pizza related. Word Try vomit. again. What? We're not contractually I'm obligated. not trying to pun. <laughs> where, where are you getting a pun from? Huh? Where are you getting a pun Toad from? Toad moon rising? Yeah. That's a thing, isn't it? A bad moon rising yeah. is a thing. I wouldn't call that a pun. Nor would I, but neither were any of the fucking ones that I read. <laughs> um, one, of, one of the suggestions that I didn't use was crust has risen. That's pretty bad. As in the Lord and Savior. That's pretty bad. Ouch. Don't go there. <laughs> what do, Funpedia? <laughs> is, that, is that what you do at a pizza, like an Easter pizza party? I guess. Anyway. Um, this story opens out with these two girls being friends. Yeah. And yeah. then marriage ruined it. Parent marriage. Like, they're friends. They're hanging out. One girl goes to play with the other. Then it's revealed that one is ugly. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't seem to care about. Right. Until this moment. They were just friends. Mm-hmm. Ugly girl gets nasty real fast. Where's yeah, I mean, dad? Where is dad? Ugly dad? Hot girl dad, who the, the stepmother marries. The dad dad. Yeah, he he kind of absolves himself of responsibility after they're married. I guess he realizes Does he married. die? No. He... His whole role in this is to be married. Is to be, yeah, to be the um, the carrot at the end of that that woman's line there. Yeah. Uh, then to wonder if he should marry her because marriage is a joy and also a torment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he muse, <laughs> he waxes poetic shortly. He has a, and, and then, then brief, disappears. Then a brief gives his daughter role. gives his daughter a holy built boot to fill with water. Yeah. And uses that as his decision-making tool. He may have died because that is his reasoning process. <laughs> and he employed this elsewhere and it got him killed. He Yeah, he was cornered in the woods while he was hunting by like a mountain lion. And he offered it a boot. <laughs> he, he tried the he old boot. He said, fill this with water He tried the old need boot, to kill me or not. The boot trick and it didn't work. Like he's definitely not around in midwinter. Or if he is, he's not paying any attention to his own daughter being sent he's, out in the cold in a paper smock. He's not around in midwinter. Right. Could it be because his boots were wet? <laughs> and he and, <laughs> or his boots had holes in them and he died also that. of pneumonia. Yeah. This, this fool got foot pneumonia. <laughs> Real quick. Maybe he got he got a hookworm. Just right through that hole. Yeah, it happens. Maybe that's where the hole was from. If you walk around barefoot, you can get them. Hey, daughter, fill my boot with water because it's got this hole in it recently. Also, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel kind of sick. I feel bad and I'm just hungry all the time. <laughs> can you can you fill this boot? And if it holds water, I'll go to the doctor. And if it doesn't, I'll wait this one out. <laughs> and then by this point, the hole's gotten so big that it, the water doesn't hold it together or whatever that, that bullshit logic was. And it his, just pours his, on out. His barefoot is just touching ground yeah. as he walks. The entire like soul is gone. He can't afford to replace it because his new wife is eating him out of house and home with this milk bath and a glass of wine thing for her daughter every morning. And nobody uses the gold. Are these peasants? The gold doesn't exist at this point. 
This is pre Little yeah. Men in the Wood. Ah, you're right. Are they when the when the stepmother decides I'm gonna go passively stepdaughter murderer? Are they poor? Are they peasants? I think so. Where are they getting all this milk and wine <laughs> that they can squander so much of it? They Does might it... not be like the peasantiest peasants. It could be like middle class. Middle class? I mean, do you know a lot of middle class people who throw away that much milk and wine? Still seems like a waste. Does. This woman is not the most rational human. She's not. I wonder if they have like an extra source of income that's not being reported. Think she killed her husband for the life insurance money? See, I was going to go. say, what is she after other than the D? I mean, like. It's not boots. I feel like there are ways around that problem. Uh huh. I don't know. I've, I'm not. I can't. I can't question this woman's motives too much because I'm not there. <laughs> I wasn't there. But maybe she does want to just get married. Maybe there is another reason for it. Maybe he's going to be victim number two. Her first husband disappeared. She clearly has money yeah. to buy a lot of extra stuff. And then her second husband disappears within six months of their marriage. How is she on the, the, the beauty spectrum? Is uh... it ever said? It's not said how stepmother is. I mean, although like genetically where does, where'd speaking, where the daughter get those genes? Genetically speaking, she's probably not a looker. I I would say that if this man relied on a boot, yeah, then she probably does not have like a good enough face to make that decision for him. <laughs> right, because like King's decision was made very usually, quickly. Usually in these stories, like. It's pretty clear cut. Like it is if you're, remarked upon. Like if you're good looking, that's the end of it, yeah. right? It's like all you don't you need to. You get don't through. have to. You don't have to push that hard. So I'm guessing. So she died from getting dunked. Yeah, river dunked through a window. So pneumonia runs in the family. Sure. <laughs> or susceptibility to pneumonia. In our canon. Maybe this is how she off the husband too. She dunked him in the ice water because she did have her. Fishing on ice, on the iced over river. Probably also intending for her to die. Sure. Because she thinks, how can I cause every injury to her? And then she's like, go rinse this yarn. So her whole plan revolves around river death. An icy death. This is her calling card as a serial killer. Ice death? Yeah, ice water death or river death. Mm-hmm. That body is, or that, that river is Blooded with the bodies of, I, I forgot how to word this, guys. <laughs> I've words too many. Your turn to words. That's the secret, though. You just put pizza puns in there when you can't think of them on your own. That river is the tombstone for all of those people she's encountered. It's a deep dish of bodies. Okay. <laughs> We're about to end this podcast. <laughs> then we rise up. <laughs> what do we need to do to this? What do we need to do to it? Yeah. Does I it need changes? Can I? This might be a slippery slope. Go for I it. I want to present a new option. I like a slippery slope. To this podcast. They're fun to slide down. Can we just forget it? <laughs> forget, forget the story? Yeah. Just not not bother with it. Do we need to save all of them? 
<laughs> I mean, can we let this is what number 130? Can yeah. we let one in every 130 go? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Can we? Like, do- we gotta call these down somehow, right? <laughs> can we dunk this one into the river to make it a a duck ghost? They're not all worth saving. You got a murder mystery though. A duck ghost. Ooh. A kernel. <laughs> a kernel of a mystery. You had a kernel of a something. I, mean, I don't know. It's got good elements. I'll give it that. Name them. It's got good ingredients. Name them. Does that count? It's pizza of a story. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Yeah. It's not a pun. Duck ghost. Good. Three men who are magic and are small and live in the woods. Good. Great. Yeah. Combine those two things. Like we, You don't need toad talking woman and gold talking woman. That's a fairy, you're, classic fairy you're tale saying, thing. You're saying you don't put anchovies and pineapple on the same pizza. Right. Or maybe you do. You put tiny men and a duck on a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a pizza, I think, together. Maybe, the, you're saying it's too much. That's the sausage yeah, and pepperoni. There are too many flavors going on. Yeah, it, it's just higgledy-piggledy. <laughs> you got to reduce, like, reduce down a bit. How many meats can you have on one pizza? Yeah. The problem is this isn't like a meat lover's pizza. This is four different angles of pizza slammed together. And it's not even just toppings that's the problem. Like this this is like garlic blasted pretzel crust <laughs> bullshit <laughs> yeah. cheese filling. Yeah. You don't need all that. Half of it's deep dish, half of it's thin crust. So it's it's, just, it's, it's soggy. Just weird. It's soggy on one side, burnt on the other, because how you do know, you bake that? I would enjoy that option on a menu. What's that? Full randomization. <laughs> like like down to the quadrant. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. I'm saying pizza companies out there, you should offer that. Like a character creator for like your we pizza. Will, like we will roll a die for each each quarter. You want to see some pizza art. Yeah, we'll just you'll just see what you get. Some like <laughs> interpretive pizza. It could can be. be great. It could be, be the uh, the Dada Pizza Company. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anchovies though. Sure. I gave him a shot. Wasn't good. Not into it. Was not good. It's just salty bonefish, right? It's, it's just yeah. It's just not good. It's just like little gross fish. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess technically that we still did the thing because we just said we did focus the on the good stuff. We made like we gave some notes back. We didn't cut like, out the fat. We didn't like we didn't make the edit, but right. we, we left some notes for the next. Sure, person. we redlined it. Right, and that and sometimes it's all you can do. Pick your battles. Not every spec script becomes a film. Could be one I send back. Casting worth it. Who's a good duck? Who's good duck? Who is goodest duck? Jude Law. Who becomes a lady? <laughs> sure. And and feeds a human? Yeah. With, I don't know. With his lady boob. Um fine. <laughs> if that's how you want to be about it. <laughs> Can we re envision this as Lady Hawk, but instead of a hawk and it's a, a duck? wolf? It's a it's a duck ghost. Lady duck. Yeah. <laughs> the woman from Berserk. What? The woman from Berserk? Which which Berserk? The anime? The woman. Yeah. Just the character? Uh, Not even an actor this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, the actor. 
And you want to cast a fictional character as a different fictional character? And her name is Casca. Have you just been reading that lately? Like, why is that on the brain? I don't know. It just came to me. We watched it pretty recently. It's yeah. good. I have it. Just more have, eclipse feelings? I have most of the, the books. <laughs> All right. I see you for next time, person who commented on our Facebook thing. You got a next one? Yeah. yeah we got, we got Chris, a next one. Kristen Norton's first across the finish line for the next one. <laughs> we got to remember that next week, which is going to be the real challenge. We'll look. It'll be fine. Because it's not hashtagged. So it's is not that hashtagged. It? Um, I don't know. I'm out. That seems like... Is that all we got? It's a dry well. Yeah. Okay. Girls were friends. They weren't... One of them became a duck ghost. Another one died in a barrel. The end. Another thrilling adventure (laughs) from your friends at What the Folklore. Come see me at Dragon Con. Yeah, go to Dragon Con. Go see Carmen. Buy things. Or come see me in Ireland if you're there. Go see Ireland. Go see cool. Some of you are. Probably you are. We've seen stats that suggest as much. Yeah. You probably have as good a chance of finding Gordy somewhere in Ireland as you have finding me somewhere in the crowds of DragonCon. So it's like a good what the folklore scavenger hunt. Yeah. Tyler will be in Atlanta probably. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. He'll be in this apartment. Yeah, try and find me. (laughs) Well, thank you to our listeners, our Patreon subscribers. um, And of course, as always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. You've created a movement. Hashtag what am Gordy. Hashtag Use it. what am Gordy. I refuse to thank John Waterbottle because eventually we'll just have a list of thank yous that is longer than our show. That's kind of my ideal. <laughs> so it's 50 minutes of thanking people. Like 10 half minutes. Of, half of which don't exist. <laughs> and never did. Well, it's one to one right now. <laughs> We're what the folklore and that's how it works. Stop trying to make John Water Bottle exist. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.